star Might win an Oscar, you can never tell The movie's gonna make me a big star Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. <laughs> Noel T. Main the second here. Uh, welcome uh, to the C19 TV studios. What are the name of these studios, sir? The John O'Harris uh, Junior Studios. John O'Harris uh, Junior Studios. Uh, the reason that we uh, we have kind of a wide shot, if you notice, that's a, a different kind of shot we've got uh, for Johnny Rambo over there, is because uh, his his shirt is based on the color bars, and so uh, we oh. want to make sure that you don't get too close to the. You know, I didn't think of that. I like yeah. it. I just thought it was a better shot. I mean, the farther <laughs> I, you get, I, I the better like I it. look. Exactly. I, that is Greg Tillman, of course, over there, the uh, general manager. Highway over there. The king of the world and the guy that makes all this happen. We appreciate you, man, every single day, every single day. Thomas, did you hear some sarcasm in that? Uh, just a little I, bit, maybe. I, I, I never get that from though. He's, just he's crossed my sarcastic. mind there may be some. Yeah. yeah, this is Clark Kent over here, uh, Thomas Manning. Uh, glad to have you back. We're glad you're here, man. Uh, you, you decided to come back a second time. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't willingly, but I'm here anyway. So. I know how you feel. Yeah. Tim, uh, Tim Foster, let's see if Tim's there on the Tim cam. Uh, I'm not sure. There he is. Yeah, Tim, he's looking at the right camera this time. Uh, and I took good. the other one away. That's Did you take the other yeah. one away? Process of elimination. Elvis, you got Elvis there. Elvis, no, he's still trying to look for the old camera. No, there, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Good to see you, Tim. He's been out in the sun a lot. <laughs> yeah. so. I know he's got a tan. He's got a tan. Uh, while yeah, we were trying to set things up. Someone said the same thing about me. They said I was always so fair-skinned looking, so pale-looking. And they said uh, that I had a nice tan. I said, well, that healthy glow right now is the blood pressure. <laughs> so. That's right. Well, well when people, people look at, at, at me, uh, especially because I'm a, a fair-headed, red-headed guy, um, yeah. I, I'm typically very pale. Uh, and pasty and uh, so your blood pressure up to what is your blood pressure up to <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes yeah absolutely uh, a little more than usual sometimes this summer do you still use that rub on tan stuff you used you know, to do uh, the the qt was yeah. quick tan is that what it was it was qt uh, it, it turned me orange i know hey this is before your time but i remember he i don't know where you were going but you got that qt <laughs> stuff <laughs> And he rubbed it on, and he didn't get it evenly on him. And so you could, like, see his fingerprints a couple of days later on his arm where his hand had been. So I hope you're, out, I hope you're over that stage. Yeah, I just do the spray tan if I want to do a tan now. That's it's probably it's a lot easier, and I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get fingerprints on me unless I forget and do that. And it's, but, I've told yeah. that story more than once. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, I used to use a lot of those uh, quick tanning products, and... Uh, and it looked great. It really did, didn't yeah. it? It really did. Yeah. And we're not, <laughs> we're not advocating for or against tanning products today on Meet Me at the Movies. But we are going to talk movies. There's quite a few films to talk about. We're going to also get to know Thomas Manning today. Uh, last time we had him on the show was uh, kind of for 15 minutes. Uh, we had Violet uh, Dukes on talking about the uh, Real to Real Film Festival 20th year. Uh, that is going to be taking place at the end of July, and so if you've never gone, check it out. There's some great films, well worth checking out. It's just uh, an amazing time to meet and greet filmmakers as well. But Thomas, you were on for just 15 minutes. You gave some pretty cool reviews. You talked, I think, documentaries and foreign language films at that time, which is kind of unusual for a, a typical 19, 20-year-older, uh, older. But, and I'm uh, not sure that's a word. I know it is today. Yeah. But we're going to talk about why. We're talking about some of your past a little bit uh, today as well. So we'll do that after the break. 
But first, uh, there's a few new films to talk about, including uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Uh, this is the uh, follow-up. Uh, spoiler alert here. Spoiler alert. You know, you hear the sirens. Spoiler alert. If you watched Endgame, or if you actually, if you haven't seen Endgame, I'm giving you some stuff here. Spider-Man's back. Okay. So you did, you did do a spoiler for Endgame, but not Spider-Man. Well, well I'm, if, I'm saying Endgame because... You figure if anyone really wanted to see Endgame, they would have seen it by so. now. You hope so. You hope so, but just in case. Mm. You know, he died in Infinity War. He's back. He's back now. So this takes place not long after Endgame. Uh, Spider-Man's trying to get back with his life. He's trying to learn how to be a, a kid again, a high school student. Aren't we all? You know, and there were, what, five years in between uh, the time that they disappeared until they came back, and so they, they do answer oh, yeah. those questions. Uh, and it just so happened that all of his best friends disappeared in the dust storm as well. What are the odds mm. of that? Convenient. Man. Oh, man. Very convenient. Uh, but this time around, uh, we, you know, we see uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, trying to find his way back and trying to find his way without his mentor. Uh, Tony Spark. Tony Don't Stark. go there. He died. You're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died. He died if we get hate mail, well, hey, I'm leaving it I'm on sorry, your desk. But, you know, if you haven't, that's why I give you the spoiler alert. So uh, Tony Stark is not around any longer to help um, serve as the mentor, but there are a few others that are. Uh, Nick Fury is back. Uh, Happy uh, is back to, to kind of guide and spend some time with Spider-Man. And this is taking place over the summer. They're going on this huge field trip with the school, and they're going all over Europe. It's like European vacation. Chevy Chase showed up a couple times. Hope it's better than European he was, vacation. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving. Now Chevy Chase wasn't there, but uh, but you know we're seeing him trying to be a kid, and, and actually he wanted to leave his suit at home. But of course he gets there, and uh, all chaos breaks loose with these uh, creatures called the Elementals. And uh, there's, a, there's a, a new hero in town, but we're not sure a little bit about him. Mysterio is the name that's coined for him. And we start seeing how life unfolds without uh, Iron Man of the picture and also Spider-Man trying to, to do this on his own. And uh, we see the choices he makes, some good, some bad. And he's still a teenager. And so some of those choices uh, aren't, aren't, uh, aren't what you and I may make, but probably... Did you ever make any bad choices as a teenager? Never did. Uh, never did. Uh, and, and so Thomas... Uh, so you uh, were not a teenager? How I was, that? I just, Every I was teenager does. I was completely perfect. I inherited that from him as well. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I wow. He inherited that as well. But some great things about this movie, uh, strong special effects, the music, uh, Michael Giacchano. Is that right? I, I don't think that's how you pronounce it, but uh, I don't know how to pronounce it either. It's just not that. But we'll have to so. get Christian Sounds back good. in here. But yeah. uh, the music is great. Uh, some interesting villains uh, show up, and I do say villains plural. Um, some plot twist, and also some really wow uh, moments that make you say, "Wow, that's crazy!" Uh, some of those happen in the end credits. So stick around for the end credits. There's a, a really great cameo uh, that will will have people going, "Ooh, I'm so glad I stuck around for that." Uh, Tom Holland as Parker and Spider-Man, I think, really, really, really solid. Uh, at times, though, for me, I felt that they were trying to do too much with this film. Uh, I did come in with, uh, with kind of the baggage of truly loving Endgame was probably one of the best uh, superhero films out there. Uh, you, you felt the same way oh, about no Endgame. No doubt about it. Um, so I came in with that baggage still pretty fresh in my mind, and then seeing the X-Men film, not very, not very good. Right. Uh, so... I, I, yeah, this one, I felt like it was trying to do too much. I thought there were a few plot holes that, that did bother me. Some of the choices that, that Peter Parker's character made, I don't, I don't know that it, it felt 
real. I, I kind of felt out of character for him uh, from, from my interpretation of it, uh, especially after what we've seen happen over the past few films with him. I think he would have made some better choices. But again, I'm not the writer for this. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to give him a pass. He's still a kid. He's going to make those kind of choices. Although uh, he never made mistakes like that. Although I never yeah, made mistakes yeah. like that. But there were just a few things I had a hard time overlooking. Uh, I, I, I kind of uh, was, was left feeling, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I, I enjoyed the film. I didn't love it. I liked it. It was good, not great. But um, I'm going to lay all the cards on the table. I felt the same way about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Thomas, on the other hand, loved Spider-Man Homecoming, and most people his age, and you know, in the 18 to 22, 24-year-old age range that I spoke with, they all just loved it, and they connected. I'm, I'm with him. I thought that was a really good film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not, so what, not the best Spider-Man film. Right. But. Yeah, to me, the best Spider-Man was the animated film that just came out last year. It's Spider really good, but yeah. Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. And that's, that's, number, that's number two on my list. Yeah. So what is it about Tom Holland and about this particular Spider-Man that you're connected to? Oh, well, I, I don't think we've ever seen, uh, whether it was Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, they were playing him, they were playing at high schooler, but they were in their late 20s. Okay. Holland is barely into his 20s at this point, and he looks young for his age. Right. And he perfectly captures that, you know, high school awkwardness. Okay. Um, and, so you can relate uh, to the awkwardness. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm horribly awkward. Anybody can tell you that. And, um, I can relate to the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. But when I was watching Homecoming, that was one of the first films where I ever felt like, oh, my gosh, that, that character is me. Like, I felt that um, I was trying to impress Tony Stark. You wow. know, the storyline in that film was, yeah. Um, Spider-Man wanted to impress his mentor's hero, Iron Man, so he could become an Avenger himself. And, and then when he disappointed Iron Man, I was like, oh man, that's such a letdown. I'm sorry, Iron Man. I'm like, but, but that's the movie character. It's not me, but it felt like me. And that's just really why I related to it, because uh, I was, you know, 16 or 17 when I saw that, and basically the same age as... Yeah. Yeah. So who are you trying to impress, Tim? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Tim. Yeah. Tim, yeah. pretty much, yeah. You got <laughs> so I, I think Thomas will love this movie. I, I, I think that a lot of people will love this. It's going to be a huge hit. It's going to make a lot of money. Uh, but for me, a, a B rating um, is is what I'm giving this rating. This movie, uh, still still worth checking out, but but just fell short of that A rating for me. I've been out of town and on the road for the past week or so, and I haven't seen anything, which is. <laughs> kind of par for the course for me, isn't it? But I, that is at the top of my list. Yeah. That yeah. and, and another, it is the, that and another one we're getting ready to talk yeah, about. It, yeah, it is the movie uh, for the July 4th yeah. holiday that, that people will be checking out for that week. Uh, and it now, started on a Tuesday. That's yeah, kind of unusual. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, uh, we've typically seen that like yeah. pre 4th of July. They try to open yeah. them up a little early. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Now, there is a, a film that uh, if you like music, if you like a music of the Beatles, uh, you may want to explore a film called Yesterday. Uh, Thomas and I both got uh, early screenings for this. Thomas got his in Atlanta, which was which kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you do have to tr travel a little distance uh, if you're watching this and listening to this in the Cleveland County area. Yeah, for uh, now. It's not playing in uh, the Shelby Theater, but it is available in wide release. And uh, even though it's not in major wide release, opening weekend, number three at the box office. Really? That's good. So, uh, so it did pretty well. So, Thomas, here's the story. Um, there, there's a guy who loves singing. He's, he's a songwriter, tries to write his own stuff. He's not really making it in the world uh, of songwriting. Uh, he'd, he'd been a teacher, but, but it's just not working out for him. And uh, one night he's driving home after a, after a gig, and there's a worldwide blackout. 
worldwide blackout, and he gets hit by a bus, wakes up to discover he's missing a few teeth, which was kind of humorous. <laughs> well, not humorous if you were him. Yeah. But, but kind of humorous, and uh, only also to discover that nobody had ever heard of the Beatles. That's the storyline. And so the story question is, what do you do with that? How do you, you know, how do you as a person make, make that work for you? You know, there are the ethical questions of, okay, if nobody else has heard of the Beatles, should I make money off of mm -hmm. this? Should yeah. I pass these off to my own? I mean, so that's kind of where the story leads us. But nobody's heard of them. It's Terry. And that, that sets everything up. So the storyline's really unique, really interesting, um, really engaging for me from the story concept, some great writing as well. So dive in with your thoughts on this movie yesterday. Oh, well, honestly, it's probably one of the most just heartwarming and just happy, happy-go-lucky films I've seen this year. Uh, of course, as a Beatles fan, I kind of carry in some of that positive baggage, but... Uh, Beatles when, fan? Yes. I always like oh, that kid. Of course, of course, yeah. And uh, my dad raised me well, for sure. I bet um, Zane doesn't like the Beatles. <laughs> probably not. He, he actually does, and I saw the movie with him, and really? oh, okay. he, was, he was like, I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. So. But, he, but he did enjoy the movie, so we'll give him that. We'll give him a pass on that. Uh, but yeah, just going in um, and seeing uh, the chemistry between uh, Himesh Patel and Lily James. Yeah. Uh, Lily James basically played his uh, manager, his former manager when he was a, uh, he was kind of a freelance musician trying to find his way and he yeah. just couldn't find it. Then when he got big time and- Kate she, McKinnon jumped in. Oh, she had Kate a fun McKinnon. cameo, didn't she? She was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And it was more than a cameo. I mean, she had, a, she had a, a good supporting role. Oh. She basically played everybody. She plays on <laughs> SNL, but it, it works perfectly. It works. I mean, she's, she's incredible. It, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, just seeing the, yeah, of course, the chemistry between Patel and James was just so innocent. Yeah. And it and felt, real. felt really real and organic. And um, Lily James has really come onto the scene in recent years. She was, uh, she was Cinderella a few years ago in uh, the Kenneth Branagh live action yeah. remake. Uh, she yeah. was also in Baby Driver, uh, the Edgar Wright. Yeah. Oh, we love loved that Baby one. Uh, she yeah. was in uh, Mama Mia. Here we go again. Yeah. I never saw that one. But you but, know, uh, what I love about Lily James is um, you see the face, but she's so different in each role. Yes. You know, it doesn't feel like you're watching the same person over and over again. And that's sometimes tough to do, but she's, she's done it incredibly well. Oh, for, for sure. Um, you just you don't really expect her to play each character that she plays. Uh, she's yeah. able to bring something different to each and every role. Yeah, she does. And um, the music in this film, of course, is spectacular because well, yeah. it, it's the Beatles. But uh, Ed Sheeran has a role in this, and it's not a cameo. I mean, he has a supporting character, oh, yeah. Ro yeah. character role. The, um, the original characters that are written for this are really quirky, some of them. They're unique, but they work. Um, you know, Richard Curtis, um, the, um, the writer, uh, for this yes. film, he's known for doing that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just it's there's a subtle charm to this movie from start to finish for me. The storyline, somewhat predictable until certain aspects of it. There's a formula to it, but that didn't bother me. Oh, it didn't bother me at all. If you know what you're getting into and know what you're expecting, it's just a love letter and a tribute to the Beatles' music, yeah. and. Um, they captured that perfectly. Uh, I was really impressed with Patel's uh, singing abilities. Yeah. Uh, he, he sang the songs himself, and uh, you've already ordered the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, I bought, I bought the soundtrack. I pre-ordered it because you could sample everything. I said, okay, yeah. oh wow, great cover, great cover, great yeah. cover. Even before I'd seen the movie, and so I've got the soundtrack, and it's a marvelous soundtrack, it really is. So uh, great for this movie. I can give it a solid B+. Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a bit predictable in some points, but they weren't trying to 
you know, tell a massively unique story. It was unique with that inciting incident, just the bizarre premise of it. Yeah. Um, and that's about as far as the uniqueness extends, but that's enough for me, and it, yeah. it absolutely did its job. Yeah, and it's not a movie for everybody because it is a different kind of, it's a uh, dramedy fantasy is probably a good way to describe it with a backdrop musical uh, edge to it, but a lot of fun, uh, and, and yeah, it's just a, a charming film. So mm -hmm. a solid B plus for me, as well for the movie yesterday. Any questions, thoughts, comments? Uh, I know it's not a big summer tentpole movie, but it's been at the top of my list since yeah. I saw the trailer yeah, for the first time. Too. Just looks like a lot of fun, and I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. I was really surprised it didn't open in, in show. Yeah, I, I was too. I was too. So. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with a, a review of Toy Story 4 uh, and maybe the movie Anna. If not, we'll, uh, we'll save that, or maybe we'll just delete that for all time. <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk, we're going to make sure we talk about Thomas's film history right One, after this two, break. Hold on to your popcorn. It's time for the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival. The lights go down July 24th through 27th at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. Four nights, dozens of films, and a lot of fun. Sponsored by the Cleveland County Art Council, Real to Real offers a forum for independent filmmakers from around the world to showcase their talents. And it's a chance for you to get to talk with some of the filmmakers, too. Tickets are $10 a night, $40 for a festival pass, and $50 for a VIP pass. So don't miss the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. She gets her soccer skills from her mom, her sense of humor from her dad, and her drugs from her home medicine cabinet. Over half of misused medication comes from family and friends. Talk to your children about the dangers of prescription drug misuse. Secure your medication, take regular inventory to ensure nothing is missing, and properly dispose of expired or unused medication. Be aware, don't share, lock your meds. Hi, I'm Shara Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at c19.tv. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Thomas over here was a little concerned. He thought that he was gonna have to welcome everybody back, and he doesn't like to welcome anybody to anything. So uh, <laughs> Not he... wrong about that. <laughs> Another reason I like him. <laughs> Greg Tillman, uh, Thomas Manning, and uh, Tim Foster back on the Tim Camp, uh, making sure that we are in sync and that uh, the sinks are with us as well. So I have no idea what, what that meant, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 4 uh, is a, a franchise that really I thought wrapped up a few years ago with Toy Story 3, and I thought it was a very fitting yeah. end to that. Uh, I love the way it wrapped up, and when I heard they were doing a fourth one, I said, man, I love... I love the trilogy. I just don't know if are they going to mess go it up. Yeah, are they yeah. going to mess it up? 
So uh, Thomas is here to, to share his thoughts about, about this film, Toy Story 4. They don't do any creative name like Toy Story Homecoming yeah, or yeah. Toy Story Day Out on the Town yeah. or, you know, Toy Story. King of the me, Monsters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, Toy Story, Give Me My Mama Back. I mean, none of that stuff. You don't see that with Toy Story. They just put the numbers beside it. So, uh, Thomas, you felt the same way Toy Story 3. You didn't know that they needed another one. Oh, of course. Uh, I think everybody thought that Toy Story 3 was the perfect conclusion of the franchise. Uh, the way that Andy said goodbye to his toys basically forever when, you know, he was going off to college. And I think that really cut deep for a lot of people, especially people that were his age. Right. Uh, I remember watching that in fifth grade. And even then, I was like, oh, man, that's 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 in an animated movie, how can they do <laughs> yeah, that? How yeah. can they cut you so deep like yeah, that? Yeah, the emotions were, yeah. were phenomenal. Yeah, but uh, coming into Toy Story 4, I was like, okay, uh, I, know, I know it's a business. I know it's kind of a cash grab. That's just how it works. But are they going to sacrifice the artistic nature of it for that? And uh, no, they didn't. It okay. was, oh, my goodness, it was just as good as the previous yeah. three. They explored everything that um, pretty much every theme, existential, existentialism, humanity, uh, maturation, and parenthood. They explored all that, like, through the eyes of Woody, who's this stuffed cowboy, and, uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear, just a plastic spaceman. Yeah. Then a sport, uh, just a waddling sport that's got, like, pipe cleaner arms and popsicle sticks for legs. And they're able to... <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're able to explore so many rich... Uh, existential themes through that. And Which is incredible to yeah. me that they can do that through yeah. these animated It sounds sports. like one of the most mature films you could watch yeah. considering it's a, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, animation. So it's, the kids will love it just because for the humor, the adventurous spirit of it. Um, but adults will really, uh, it'll really cut deep for them. It'll hit them in their emotional core. And uh, I was so amazed that they could do that with a G-rated animated yeah. movie. So you loved it, first and foremost, for the, the power of the story. Oh, for sure, no doubt so about script, it. So the script was amazing. The dialogue really, really worked for you. What about the animation? Uh, Pixar has continued to really make strides. Uh, you go back to the very first Pixar, which was Toy Story, and here we are, how many, 24 how many, years later. 24 years yeah. later, and we're seeing these characters on screen again. Uh, yeah, the animation is absolutely cutting edge. Uh, there's never been anything like it, and I think Pixar will only continue to improve from there. But uh, I think when we look at animation, we don't always recognize how many people came together to put that on screen. You know, that type of filmmaking is almost miraculous, isn't it? It is. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I, I remember when the original Toy Story came out yeah. and going to the theater and seeing that and just being blown away yeah. by what I saw. We'd not seen anything like that yeah. before. Yeah, and I knew that that was, you know, you hear the word game changer and you hear all the time yeah, now. It but, truly was. But yeah. at that time it was. Yeah. It changed everything and there were so many others that came behind it trying to be the next Toy Story and Pixar uh, has just really, really found a way to do it. DreamWorks has done uh, wonderful work in yeah. that as well. Yeah. But Pixar, Pixar is still, I think, the bar. Yeah. I think it's still the bar. So the music for this, Randy Newman. Oh, Randy Newman, he's, yeah, he's been with them since the beginning, and he keeps uh, giving new themes to the characters and using existing themes as well. And uh, I'm not as in tune to music as you know Christian Jessup or right. Zane Gray is, but. It still impacted me, and uh, they were able to. Uh, you felt the emotion with the music, and at the end of the day, that's what the composer is supposed to do. Even if I can't analyze it yeah. as deeply as I, as most people or as some people can, 
uh, it still, still did its job. Still yeah. So what's your rating for this? Uh, a plus, really. A plus. I couldn't wow. really find anything wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, even if you look, um, it did everything. It that's awesome. To do. That's, that's tough to do. That's tough yeah. to do. Well, we've got just four minutes, so that's not going to be <laughs> enough time to really get into who Thomas Manning is, but we'll, we'll come back and make sure we yeah. dive into that. So uh, I do want to, we'll, we'll, we'll share uh, one, one quick thing about you. What are your likes and dislikes? Like if you choose, okay, here are the movies, types of movies I want to go see. Here are the ones that I'd rather not see. So give me your likes first. Um, pretty much in anything sci-fi, um, any kind of action movie, um, you know, any kind of space adventure, those are some of my favorites. Um, and uh, I kind of expanded my horizons to um, action dramas, uh, intense character studies, yeah. that kind of thing. So I, I've kept kind of expanding my tastes. Uh, things that stay away from uh, some of the uh, horror movies, the demonic ghost stuff. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, ah. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm live, losing my religion you know, over here. Yeah. Thomas, so. Thomas was brought up in a haunted house, and so he saw a lot of these <laughs> demons and these ghosts, you know, personally. And yeah. so he uh, he was worried about, you know, he doesn't like to be reminded of that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a whole movie, some, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> whole movies, yeah, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Now you love rom coms, right? Ah, rom coms, not my thing. <laughs> I've I've kind of tried to get into it. Uh, my sister's a big rom com fan. Yeah. Catherine Manning. She's been on the show before. Uh, not we're, not, we're not related, but yeah. Um, and she's a she's a big fan of rom coms. She's kind of she's kind of helped me get into it a yeah. little bit. And I can appreciate why other people appreciate right. it. It might not be something that I just straight up seek out, but right. when I watch it, I'm like, well, that was you know, it did what it was supposed to. Yeah. And, and there's some that I think you found that you really have appreciated uh, unexpectedly. Uh, Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen mm. film, you, you enjoyed that one, right? Oh, yeah. When uh, the twist came, like in the first 20 minutes, I was like, whoa, I did not see that one coming. I was watching that with you, and I had no <laughs> idea the premise of it. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know the twist I'm talking about, but um, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're really more, the, the rom-coms you are more drawn to are the ones that are a little more quirky. Yeah, the, that have... Um, a unique style to them. Uh, I okay. love to always be my maybe that was just yeah. uh, released a couple months ago. Yeah. Had um, I loved yeah. Keanu Reeves' appearance in that. I just love the way they used him. Well, and even the the one you reviewed recently, The Fall of the American Empire. It's got a it's it's in many ways it's got a romantic comedy kind of feel to it. Oh, definitely. Uh, just yeah. the main protagonist was this kind of quirky character, yeah. and uh, he got. The, got the girl somehow yeah. who was way out of his league. Yeah, so. which happens to, to many of us. Uh, uh, never to me, though. But, yeah. <laughs> One question. Uh, Sci-fi fan, have you seen Silent Running? I don't believe I have seen that. There's his homework, Silent okay. Running. Silent have you running. seen? You've seen that, yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Thomas Manning, uh, we're getting to know Thomas Manning. We'll continue to, we'll bring you back and we'll talk more about your film history. We'll start off with that uh, next time we bring you in, hopefully, and uh, get to know more about what are the things you grew up watching, and uh, and what is it that made you start uh, branching out beyond just watching uh, a certain type of film? Yeah. So thanks for being here. Appreciate you being here. Oh well, thanks for having me, Mr. Tillman. Any final thoughts? Final comments? Final no, I really comments? want to go to the movies, though. Yeah, yeah, we need one to. of these days. I need, need to get to, to the movies. Uh, there, there is a film that's probably not much in theaters anymore now, but it's called Anna. What was your rating for this uh, this yes, film? Ah, I'm right on the edge of a C minus for it. All right, C minus. Okay. Any redeeming qualities for this movie? There was one action scene that was three minutes long, and it was as good as any action scene I've seen in any John Wick movie. But right. besides that, it was it was a failed attempt at Memento from Christopher Nolan. Okay. Yeah. All right, there you go. So there's your 30-second review for Anna. We did get that in there, uh, so uh, may want to steer clear of that. We do appreciate Mr. Greg Tillman 
uh, and the uh, super wide, extreme wide shot there. Man, look at you. You're pretty awesome. What? <laughs> no, no. Look at this. I'm going to that. Thank you, Mr. Tillman. The power Thomas of television. Manning. Appreciate you as well. Uh, Tim, back there on the Tim Cam, you're awesome as always. And, and Elvis See, Holmesley. that's a good example of the power of entertainment of <laughs> really te the television has. It doesn't take much. It really it doesn't take much to make me happy. <laughs> We're going to leave you with a movie quote as we always do. Um, this movie quote uh, comes to us from Lord of the Rings. This is one of the films that Thomas really enjoys. Uh, Aragorn, uh, deeds will not be any less valiant because they are unpraised. Really like that. Really like that quote. Uh, as always, we do appreciate you hanging out, uh, spending time with us. You can email us, uh, info at c19.tv, and you can tune into us right here on c19.tv online, uh, or you can watch this on c19.tv uh, and uh, podcast, wgwg.org. Until next time, Noel Manning here for everybody else, cast and crew. That's a wrap. Hey.